Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet Dakiwood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, he's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. Was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. So we can see about 200 or more chairs. And then today we are just a few, but that is how God wants it to start. So this is about the third or fourth um, Saturday evening service that we are having. And I prophesy that very soon we'll see this place full. Hallelujah. And so, don't let the the few people that are here affect us in any way. I'm not going to let it affect me at all because it's normal in, in ministry. We start small and then we grow into it. Hallelujah. So today, I want us to um Look at a very important subject titled Different Types of Children. Another way of looking at it is types of sons and daughters. So, different types of children. When I say children, that means it could be sons or daughters. So, we choose to use the word children. Hallelujah. How many want to know the different types of children? <laughs> And the reason why we are looking at this subject today is to let you know where you belong. Whether you are this or that. And my prayer is that you will be the best. So I would want to look at from the negative to the positive. What do you think about that? Or I should start from the positive to the negative. Which one do you want? Negative to the positive. I think you people, you are very special. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15. So, you can see I'm walking here because I'm talking to people. <laughs> yeah. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15. Can we all read it together? Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named let's read it again please of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named so what it says is that there is a family that is represented in heaven and then some on earth when you become a Christian you have actually joined God's family and some of them are dead physically and they are in heaven and they are part of the family. So you see that of whom the whole family in heaven and earth. So we are here, we, we think that we are different. But in the, in the sight of God, we are together. So what you don't know is that it's just like your brother or your auntie is in America. So, so imagine heaven is like another country. Because if your auntie is in America, you can't see him, but at least you can talk to him. 
these days we have which are which are some of the ways to communicate with somebody? Zoom, Skype, WhatsApp, Facebook, what? Twitter, Telegram, voice call, WeChat, and all the different ways of communicating. Now, somebody may say that, ah, but if the person is really in another country, when I speak, the person would also speak back, or I can hear, or I chat, the person can chat. Now, the difference is that those who are in heaven, because they are spirits, and we are also spirits, just that we are in this container, they also chat with us, they speak, but not to this physical container, to our spirit being. So those of us who are good at it, we can be able to communicate with David, communicate with Solomon, communicate with Samuel, communicate with Jeremiah, communicate to anybody. Let me, let me, let me help you get it. Do you believe that when you say, Jesus, help me, Jesus hears, and you think he, he helps you, but Jesus is not here. Jesus is there. So if Jesus can respond to me and you, why don't you think that Jeremiah can respond to you? <laughs> so I, I'm establishing this fact that you you don't you don't believe in yourself enough, or we don't believe in ourselves enough. But God is saying, of whom maybe let's go back a little bit. Verse 14. It says that for this cause, this is Apostle Paul speaking. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. They are all in heaven. Verse 15. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So, Apostle Paul had the revelation that there are people in heaven and there are some of them who then was alive on earth. But he had a revelation that we are all together. Just that some are here, some are here, some are here, some are, but we are all together and we are all powerful and we are all flowing. Are you understanding that? The Holy Ghost says as you read the scripture. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews Chapter 13. What is the last verse? Hebrews chapter 13. 20. 25. Okay. Grace be with you all. Amen. What about Hebrews chapter 11? Look at this scripture. Good. God, having provided some better thing for us, that they, and he's talking about those who are in heaven, they, without us, who are here on earth, should not be made perfect. So what it is is that, we are one family, and the family said that, and he was talking about Enoch, Abraham, Noah, all these people who are dead and gone. This is Apostle Paul writing. 
And he said that they without us, or we without them, but there's one of they who have gone without us, should not be made perfect. So the way it is, everybody who is on this earth, you need somebody who is in heaven to be part of your life to be perfect. So there's, there's a connection. You are thinking that you're only thinking about your brother, your sister, you are in the same house with, but what you don't know is that having brothers and sisters, uncles and aunties are looking at you and say, ah, I'm talking to you, can't you hear? <laughs> Could you understand? So I'm sure that sometimes when we dream, you see people that you don't know, but sometimes it is Enoch that has appeared to you. Sometimes Deborah who is talking to you, you think that, ah, I saw a lady be my dream, I didn't know her. But if you are spiritual enough, God will say that this is Deborah, this was Ruth. <laughs> and that is why, that is why we must get to a point where we must be ready to involve these brothers and sisters in our lives. Actually, the, I think in 2011 was when, or 2008, I forgot it, was when the prophet, prophet Dag, taught something that made me have a revelation about this. That we who are on earth, we are actually supposed to relate to those who are in heaven. <clears throat> and consciously relate to them. So, Somebody like me, I relate with that before. <laughs> Am I saying something bad? <laughs> so I can be there and I say, Jeremiah, how did you feel? And then Jeremiah will help me to know. How you felt. Because I'm like Jeremiah. Everybody is like somebody who is already there. So these types of children we want to look at is to help us to know there have been some this one before. There has been some this one before. There has been some this one before. There has been some this one before. Which of them am I? And then when this one was that. What happened to him or her? I don't want it. I have to follow this one. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So I'm going to help us to look at the, the types the, the types of children that God has. And then you choose not to be the some way ones and choose to be like the good ones. Hallelujah. Are you ready to go into it? So let's start from the negative ones. Number one, stubborn and rebellious children. Stubborn and rebellious children. Ah, Pastor Cops, is that your brother? He nearly looked like you. Ah. Stubborn and rebellious. Deuteronomy chapter 21, verse 18. Hmm. What does it say? 
He says that if a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and that when they have chastened him, will not hearken unto them. So this is somebody, and we are talking about both son and daughter. There's somebody who, when you say stubborn, stubborn means that, now come and ding, he's like a stone. It's like no matter what you do, he, he doesn't, he doesn't care. And there are some people like that, they are stubborn. A rebellious means that he would, he can even fight you. So he says that, if a man has a stubborn and rebellious son or daughter, which will not obey the voice of his father, not obey the voice of his father. It's one of the ways to know a rebellious son or stubborn does not obey the voice of your father, whether spiritual father or physical father. He said that, or the voice of his mother. This is not what I want to do. I want to do my own thing. Mommy, you cannot tell me what to do. You're a stubborn son. You're a stubborn daughter. Or oh, see, and that when they have chastened him, when they have corrected him, when they have disciplined him, will not hearken unto them. Yet, it doesn't change you. Do you know some of such people? Practically. Next verse, verse 19. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him and bring him out unto the elders of his city and unto the gate of his place. Verse 20. And they shall say unto the elders of his city, This our son is stubborn. Not this our son looks stubborn. This our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton or pedian. It will be opedian possibly. And you'll be a stubborn. Preaching in your son. Who will be a tap pedian or a glutton? Or did he control him? A lot of people can control themselves. Actually, the ability not to control yourself, whether control yourself eating the desires of the flesh, sex, all those things, it's some stubbornness that makes you not control yourself. Even, even when you go to party and you cannot control, you can't take only one. Like when we have PFI, you want to have two drinks. You are, you are rebellious. <laughs> <laughs> the preacher is working. You are, you are somewhere. <laughs> no. Sometimes you may not know, but I'm, I'm reading the Bible. The ability not to control yourself. A glutton is somebody who can control himself when it comes to what comes inside. I don't look. I let me eat and be happy. You are, you are that type. You cannot say no. This one is not for me. This one is for that. This one, you are just anything. You are just consuming it. That's why you have become excessive. You don't have moderation. That's a gluton. And he said that, and a drunkard. A drunkard is somebody who takes something in and then it begins to affect his senses. That he becomes, he starts by being tipsy. Tipsy means that when he's and then now a drunkard is the advanced form of, now you have lost control. 
by virtue of what you have. So you can be a drunkard when it comes to movies. You can be a drunkard when it comes to the things you watch. You can, it's a drunkard. It's a, that person is stubborn and rebellious. Uh, and he says, I look at verse 21. So daddy and mommy are reporting because now they cannot control the guy. He said, and all the men of his city shall stone him with stones. That the aim of that person and being stoned is to die. That means that to be cut off. So what is happening is that stubborn and rebellious sons and daughters usually have had some experiences that separate them from normal human beings. And we have a lot of people like that in our church. So shall thou put evil away from among you and all Israel shall hear and fear. So that's the first group of people that God doesn't want us to be. Absalom was one of such. He was a stubborn and rebellious son. May we never be stubborn and rebellious. Hallelujah. So when we come to the church, when you see, like I've showed you from Ephesians 3, the church is a family. We don't usually say it so, but it is actually a family. And so when you come to church, like me, who is the bishop of this place, I am like representing as the father. You don't have to call me father. You don't have to call me daddy. But I am like the daddy of this place. And like my wife is supposed to be like the mummy of this place. And then there must be uncles and aunties in the system. There must be big brothers and big sisters in the system. We must relate as a family. We don't have to relate like we are in, working in a company. Yes, sir. I told somebody that don't call me sir. Because I am not a sir. If it's a family, then it's like it's a family business. So whatever we are doing, we must work with that mind. If it's a family, that means that we, we have to behave like your family, the way your family must behave or behaves. That's how you should be here. In the church. So how come that if we are family, when somebody is sitting by you, you will not ask the person, oh, how are you? What's your name? When we close, you don't find a husband. Because some of us don't think family. We think, I've yeah, just gone to somewhere, I've finished, I'm going. Wrong mind. Wrong mind. It's supposed to be a family. And then because it's a family, the daddies and the mummies and the uncles and the aunties speak and the children must listen. Now let's take our church as a big church as the UD. We have one father, and if you want to call it one mother, the prophet Doug is our father. And if he's our father, that means we are all kinds of children. So where do we fall? And if he's our father, when the father speaks and the mother speaks, and we don't hear that we are stubborn and rebellious, which most of us don't hear. Some of us cry that we don't want to hear. Some of us, we actually don't even listen. Some of us, we don't even know him.
are saying it's confusing me. Do we have to know him? And how can we know him? Look, recently I called a man of God, Lighthouse Pastor, and I said, Hello, I am Bishop Chris. I'm calling to find out how you are doing. And so I told him, said, Do you communicate with the bishop? I said, Please, which bishop? I said, The prophet. I said, Oh, no. And I said, Why? He said, Ah, how can bishop know all of us? That was his comment. That was his How can, how can the bishop know all of us? And I said, no, how can the bishop not know all of us? I just said, no, 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 no. I can't think far. I can't think that we should. I said, no. Who told you that if a father has children, he wouldn't want to know all his children? So I, so after the chat, I had to try and get him to think in a particular way. By the time we're done, he was so happy. He was thinking correct because, and that's how most of us, this is a pastor, that's how most of us we think. Then he says, okay, you cannot see me. You don't really have to see me, but you we can communicate. I have written books. Do you listen to me? The books I've written are my words. The messages I preach are my words. There are times that said, okay, I want to even spend more time with you during this coronavirus season. So let's have what we call the flow prayer meeting. So when we are watching the flow, then he's talking to his children. There are times that if you have noticed, he can even say that, look, get her from the bed. Get her from the bed. Wear your, wear your dress. Don't, don't go and eat now. And the thing that he's saying, they are practically happening in many places because a father is connected to his children. So if you can believe it or not, I'm telling you, you'll be shocked that you'll be directed by your father and your mother and you become a goodly son or a daughter. God for Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. And that is why today I want us to move from that state of being stubborn and rebellious, if you are. Is the reason why this particular message I would have to just like rice. This evening I'm doing fried rice. Tomorrow morning I'll do jollof. And then the second service, which what can I do? Watch it. Okay. So it's the same but something as well if you, 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 you want this you can do that's how I want to do this particular message for these three services. So what I'm saying here, tomorrow morning you will see some, something small that is changed. And the second one will be tampered with something else. So if you are like me, I'll just take small fried rice, small jollof. If you are like LP Grace, and then take small white <laughs> And then combine all. You are finished. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so the second, so we are coming up. The second one is the prodigal son Or the prodigal daughter So when I say son I am talking about both son and daughter So the prodigal child Oh, sorry Luke chapter 15 Verse 11 I'm not in church today because We are tired (laughs) You know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But if it was money, would they be tired? 
There will be a queue. I saw by 3, 3 p.m. people would have come already. Yeah, but thank God that you are here. Amen. So Luke chapter 15. Let's take our time and read this story. So this is the second child. And then let's add the third child. The elder son or elder daughter. So that's the third type of child. So what is the first type of child? Stubborn and rebellious child. And the second type, the prodigal child. And the third child, elder child. You see, so each of them can say the elder son, the prodigal son, the whatever son, and so and so forth. Okay. So let's read the story. Holy Spirit. In Luke chapter 15 verse 11. Bible says that, and he said, a certain man had two sons. We are reading. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. You notice one thing that the word prodigal is not in the Bible. But prodigal means wasteful. So another way of putting it is because the wasteful child, the wasteful daughter, the wasteful son. But the easier way to have looked instead of wasteful was the prodigal. That's how the prodigal came about. So he says that, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a portion of goods that falleth to me. And this is a young boy who, who had a father who was still alive and strong. Can you imagine? Oh, Papa, tears you. Let's, <laughs> let's give an age. No, the, the guy. Eh? About 17. And the brother, the big brother. Oh. Usually, elder son, younger son, age difference, three years, five years maximum, something like that. So let's say this guy is about 18, or younger. So about 18, who has just finished Wasi and things that, what, you know, so about 18. So the big brother will be like, let's say 23, 24, 25, there about. Okay, so now, if that is practically like that, father will be like what? Is it not like 45, 50? So that's about 50. So the 50 or the 50 or the 25, he gave back to the son, first son. So something like that. So let's take a young man that's the father who is moved to the middle age. He's still alive. He's still strong. He still has business in mind. I, I, can you imagine something like that? So 45, 50 years daddy. And this guy is thinking that my dad, they call him old man. Oh, Charlie. And you go tell my old man, say, that's why you don't have to call your daddy old man. Because already you have a mind. You have, it's a bad mind to call your daddy an old man. <laughs> Do you know that your daddy, who, who you are calling old man, sees himself as young? A lot of 50 years, 55, even 60 years, they go for young girls because they see them as young, themselves as young. 
Undua untiasia. Omuchwa loto. Omuye bibiebi. One day I saw, not too long ago, I saw on TV an advert. And then some men, you could see they are in their fifties. But were she jama. And I said, ah, but this man, can't he see that? But the, 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 the child in him was coming out. Am I talking to God's people? So now, look at it. So this young boy who was about 18 said to his father, Father, our daddy, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. Or give me what you will give me if you die. Give it to me now. <laughs> and he divided, and the, you see, this, this verse, it doesn't tell us what the daddy did. Whether a daddy advised him, son, why are you thinking like that? Who gave you this idea? But it jumps, he said, and the father divided it unto them his living. I feel sad here because the father had not finished his life. So if there was anything, even business, there was now going to come more profit. And the guy says, give mine now. The father divided, okay, I have two sons. I'm giving 50. Get. And the rest of the 50 should continue the business. Hey! And that's how some of us, our mind works. You don't think far. You are prodigal son because you don't think far. You just think about the current pleasures you want. The current fun you want. I've seen a shoe. Let me go and buy it now. You're not thinking about <laughs> what must come tomorrow. What you don't know is that life may not be like that always. That's a, prod- that's a, a prodigal son-daughter mentality. Continue. I, I have a short time. <laughs> I say, and not many days after, look at him, not many days after, the younger son gathered all together. Whatever, and I can imagine the daddy had a car, daddy had what? A television, eh? Maybe some house somewhere said, okay, you see this house, where, like where in Ghana, where would you want to think? It's Legon, so I have one house in East Legon, so you take, young boy, take that one, and then Trasaco, other one, you take this one, uh huh, and then, you have a TV, take the, take this one, 45 inch take it no problem just take it and then what bank account this one is for you this one is for you some businesses get this get that so the guy was just happy and he gave him all the some of them with documents and signed off get Please, we are learning something. A prodigal or a wasteful son, irrespective of what is giving him, would, would this will happen? The story, the end of the story. So, some of you, what you don't know is that, Osho Abrahama, if you look into your life, you realize that nothing really is happening. It means that it's possible you are, you are prodigal. You are someone who wastes your time. You waste your life. You waste the opportunities that come your way. You waste the people that come your life into your life. There are some people who are in your life for a reason, but you don't take advantage of them. You waste them. You don't maximize them. You don't 
Look, like for example, if, if an older person is with you and you cannot get the person to tell you how his life or her life has gone about, you are a wasteful boy. And, and most of us are in this group. Like, let's say you look at me. I've been a missionary for years. I've been a pastor for years. I've been married for years. Been, and he said, oh, Bishop, all that you know is Bishop, Bishop. You are, you are a wishful boy. You are a wishful. Oh, Bishop, can we take a picture? <laughs> Every time, crow. This is, you are a wasteful son. That's against somebody who, who says, Bishop, can I see you? Um, if I can't see you on Sunday, can I come around on Tuesday? I want, and then he come, he engage me. You are asking me deep questions. And there are few people like that in the church who do that. They are constantly getting my contribution in their life. They are not wasteful. But most people are wasteful. And you are with your, <laughs> like that. You are pleasure. I think tomorrow's message after that people will change but people will run and say no 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 I can't already foresee you know and the Bible says that and he gathered all together the things we are mentioning and took his journey into a far country that means that his mind has been working like that for a long time that's a prodigal son. A prodigal son would always want to go be far from the father. If you are here and you don't mind being in your room and your father is in the living room, it's possible you are a prodigal son. When your, product, your father comes to the house and you go to your room. <laughs> How many know what I'm talking about? I mean, not you, but you know somebody. Yeah. When you see, when you see Bishop's car center, no, then you just punish. You see the lights of the car, no, then sometimes when you see, you are, you are chatting and then you are flowing. When you see somebody has come who is like a father figure, no, then you go, what, what's happening? You are, you have run to a far country. How many have been running? <laughs> you are not yourself. Some people run to a far country when it comes to talking. Let's say we are in the same car and we are moving, and then you are just quiet. What has happened is that you have run to a far country. You are talking, but because of the presence of Bishop or what it is is that you have decided to go far. Sometimes you can run to a far country by your non-contribution. You don't have much to say. <laughs> That's what I'm saying today. We are doing fried rice. If you don't hear these things tomorrow morning, don't say, ah, <laughs> but these people, they are not hearing this. Thing. Look, it's jollof for them. That's why, let me tell you, don't tell anybody. Saturday evenings are more powerful than all the services. Because it's the first. <laughs> and, the, and the reason it is, I don't care, is because it's recorded anyway. Are you recording it? Yeah. 
So those who want to listen, and they listen, some listen, podcast. So if tomorrow morning, which may be a shorter time, I give you a jollof, I don't go, I don't go into all these things. Don't tell them that, hey, you <laughs> will No. So we are going deeper. He took his journey to a far country. And there, if you remember this morning, I was just showing getting to the end of the prayer that and Jesus went there. And there is not just physical, but it can be in a realm. You see? So and that far country where he was quiet, in that far country where he was not contributing, in that far country where he wanted to be alone, in that far country where he practically traveled to, some of you, you wish you go to a secondary school that is far, a university that is far, you want to rent a house at a very far place, so that your parents don't have anything to do with you, it is not a good mind, it is because you have an agenda to do something bad, it is true. Some people just want to look. I, I don't even want my, my parents to know my contact. <laughs> yes. Let's just say you have an opportunity. You are just in a crowd. You have an opportunity to have not just in Kaswa or Southpoint. Say, no, me, I want Boga Tanga. You want to go and do something. You want to go and do something. So, he took his journey. Even how he took the journey, we don't know. That means he has some connections already. Into a far country. And there, his real self came. He said, Charlie, make a blow. He wasted. That's where the prodigality comes. He wasted his things that daddy has given him on a type of lifestyle called riotous. Riotous means the route. Hmm? Route. Doing things anyhow. Riotous living. It's a style of living. With riotous living, you don't think and you spend. So some of you are riotous in your living. How many know somebody? Not you, but you know somebody who... (laughs) You know... Like this church, if let's say, as a pastor, I, we come to church and I, I don't ask how many people came to church, how many people are still in the church, it's a riotous mind. Somebody who does not have a riotous mind would find out, we always assess and then make accountability that, oh, this was our level, this is what has come in, this is what we are losing, this is how we can get it back. That's somebody who is not riotous. Somebody who is riotous would not care what is happening. It's like, Charlie, oh, it will be anything. Some of you, when you get money, the way you blow it, it's almost like tomorrow I'm still expecting some. It's a riotous mind. So sometimes what we don't know is that we are riotous, but we don't know. It's just an opportunity to come up and we will exhibit a riotous, a riotosic behavior. May we be delivered. And Bible says that, look at that, verse, the next verse, verse 14. And when he has spent all, hey, and these days I have seen in Ghana that a lot of young girls are like this 
this this prodigal son. Thirteen, fourteen, they wish they would leave home. Some of them will choose to even go for rehearsal. <laughs> so that they can have fun with their boys. When I was in order, 13, 14 were getting pregnant. Actually, 11 years girl in our church got pregnant. Because they, they said, oh, I am going to, mommy, please, I want to go and stay with auntie so that I can learn. And then we go to the auntie's place. What we're here was that now they had friends in old town who they'll meet. And then sometimes they'll say they're going for dancing star rehearsal. By the time they get home, it's 12. Not many things were going on. By the time you're 11 years, 11 years girl, pregnant. Want to have fun. And when he had spent all, because this life, riotous lifestyle, by all means you spend all. And when he has spent all, because you see, somebody who's not riotous will always take note of, no, I don't want it to finish. Look, even when it comes to your prayer life, you can be riotous. Jesus always lived a life that he was not, he will not allow himself to go to prayer negative zero. Or zero negative. He always, when he saw that prayer life, virtue was leaving him, he would run and go and pray. He would run. But some of us, we don't care. We can be there. You are eating this coronavirus. Look at how people's belly has become big. People's <laughs> cheeks have become big. People have become, prayer has come. What? How many know somebody? Not you. Even in this church crowd right now, there are some people whose stomach has become bigger. Father, forgive me. <laughs> and forgive somebody is close to me. <laughs> hey. And when he has spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. And listen, everybody will come to a point where you will meet something that will rise. It's called sinyazo. Sinyazo means an unfortunate experience that is destined to happen against you. Everybody there will come a day that Satan will want to sift you as wheat. There will come a day that help you. Farming will come. Everybody. It can come as a sickness. It can come as a hardship. It can come as everybody is not happy with you. There will something will come. And that, when the day that thing came, this guy had lost his guard. Everything was finished. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse 5 and verse 10, Bible says, I will come back to this verse. A wise man is strong. Somebody say a wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. Let's go to verse 10. And Bible says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, which is the day that the famine will come, if you, it affects you, if it breaks you down, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. So this guy, in the day when the famine came, you'll be shocked. His strength was small because he has spent everything. That shows that he was prodigal. The day that there will be a problem, would you, would you have some money saving somewhere? Else, if you can't have, you have been prodigal. The day arm robbers will come to your house, will you have something to give them? You don't want to think about it. 
everybody must have something that when Amrabas come, you give to them. It's a revelation. It's a meter wisdom key. <laughs> it's not a nice example, but it's true. When Amrabas come to your house, I can't say this in public because it's on podcast. You, they should, they, you should have food. <laughs> so, come. So, what do you have? So, I have soup. Your soup shouldn't be empty of meat. <laughs> you are not serious. <laughs> I can't leave. I can't leave a soup without meat. <laughs> But when he comes and he sees meat, they'll say, ah, you're a good man, you're a good man. So what else do you have? Don't have a yam phone. You should have a... <laughs> it's not a joke, oh. You should also have, if even one city, you should have plenty. Because they, they just want to feel something. Depending on what they have come for. I'm telling you, it's not a joke. Hmm. In the day when sickness strikes home, that is why you see some people are prodigal when it comes to relationships. You don't relate. So the day of home so the day something happens, you don't have anybody to talk to. But if you have been relating well, you have someone to lay your whatever to. So this guy, he was just blowing his times and telling, oh, me, I, I mean, a day, my puppy day, everything day. Look, I had plenty. He was not even, he was not even aware that food was finishing, money was finishing, everything was finishing, and then famine also came. <sighs> somebody who's prodigal is somebody who cannot see ahead. There's a scripture, I think, in Proverbs 22. Look for it. He said that the man of wisdom or somebody who is whatever, sees the evil ahead. The prudent man sees the evil ahead. Afar of and hideth himself. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. That is, that is someone who is not prodigal. He sees the evil and hideth himself. But this guy, he could not see the evil. But the simple pass on and are punished. So that's a wasteful guy. It's a simple guy. He's just there. Are you simple? Are you simple? Let's go back to the verse. Verse 14, verse 15. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a, a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. So now what happened was that he had to take a very simple step one logic decision. That Charlie, what I go do? Huh? What you do? <laughs> Just say, if I can get something that was, that's why a lot of people become arm robbers. Because they don't have any option. They are not thinkers. That's why a lot of people just, oh, if I'm a lady, let me, let me just give my body for anything. A lot of people give their, uh, ladies who give themselves, it's not like that's what they want to do. But they don't know what to do. 
like, oh, I have met some of these ladies and I asked, why are you doing that? So, I don't like it all, but if I can do that and get this. And some of them even quote scriptures like, a gift maker to room. It's like, if I can just do this and get 500 Ghana or get 20 Ghana, it's better. But it's wrong. Because what you're doing is that HIV can come. Pregnancy can come. Other things can come. And so and so forth. But that's what the prodigal son was not thinking. He said, Charlie, what to do? Let me just go get something. So he went to join himself to a citizen of that country. He was not thinking far. If he was thinking far, he would have taken a decision that he took later. Then. And he said that. And he sent, and the citizen sent him into his fields. I'm sure here he should have said, and the citizen sent him also into a far place. You are, you are someone who likes far things. You go, go to the far, whatever. Sent him to his fields. To do what? To feed swine. Like we all know, these are Jews. Jews don't like pigs. And so for, for you to be sent to feed swines, which are pigs, means that you were sent to do the lowest type of job. That was against what you would normally do. So, a wasteful person, a wasteful son or daughter, is somebody who has despised opportunities. And because of that, it has brought him to zero. And sometimes even negative. He's now in need. He's now borrowing. He's now struggling. Things are going against him. Nothing seems to be working because he has wasted. And I'm telling you, this message... Is supposed to guard us because there are years ahead of us. What decisions are you taking that makes you look like a prodigal son? Do you relate well? Do you really handle monies that are giving you well? Next verse. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. So that's when you realize that, Charlie, as well, the world is not, is not as you thought. It's not every time that people are smiling with you that they will smile with you all, all the time. Because hmm? the Bible says a rich man has many friends. But a poor man has no friend. When you, when you know this, and this is a wisdom key, when you know this, you have to be careful that, hey, why are people nice to me? You are nice to me because you are a bishop. By the day you are not a bishop, you see how they are not. They are nice to you because you are the president of Ghana. The day you are no more president of Ghana, you will be shocked how life is. They are nice, they are nice because you are young. You see a young girl, the boy says, hey, you look like, but the day you, your body changes, all these sisters who are grown and their bodies are changed, they were nicer than you. <laughs> they nicer than you. I am the, I'm the latest in town. You are the latest now. If you think like that, you would not, you will not play games with your life. And that's what the guy didn't know. He thought that, oh, as I'm spreading, everybody's my friend, everybody likes me. Charlie, they are giving you funds. Hey, what are some of the guy names? Hey, Shokobo! Mososho! Wastin! Wastin Villa! Rapture! 
What? Guy, guy, Uchuna, <laughs> Hadman. I mean, they, they were giving the guy funds, and he was driving his car. Can you imagine some of these children of rich people? When they are blessed and they have things and the way they live their life, they take their friends to shop right, go spread and all that, having fun. But he didn't know that something bad was going to happen. Now he had come so low and all his friends have forgotten about him. Bible said that he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. That means oh nyaya. Say, when you feed them, move away from them. <laughs> The pig's food. The pig you don't like. Their food. That means you have come too low. You have now come to a point where you have only one panty. It's too low. You have come to a point where you have come really too low. You have come to a point where now you are boring this oh give me two cities, I'll give it to you. Give me five cities, I'll give it to you. So you have twenty people you have collected, one city, two city, three city, one city, two city, and all of them are in church. So when you see them, it's like, no, I, I can't go to church now. <laughs> How many know some people like that? So look at it. And Bible said, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, that means all this time, the prodigal son was not himself. So a prodigal son or daughter is somebody who is not himself. You are not thinking correctly. You lack some wisdom. You are too simple. And most of us are. And he said, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. So now he was thinking correct. That I need my father. And that's a good sign that you are coming out of a prodigal son mindset or mentality. That you know that Charlie, this church is a family thing. I need bishop. I need my pastors. I need my biological father. I need my biological mother. Don't ever get to a point where I can do without my father. God gives out people who are like fathers and mothers. Sometimes they are the people who even do things to hurt us. But you don't have to cut yourself from them. Sometimes your father gets to a point where he moves into a quiet mood or moves into a depression, struggling mood. But that is not a time to take advantage and then just put him on the side. So, I can do without you. Hey, your blessings are in your father's mouth. Everybody, anybody who is a father to you or mother to you, your blessings are in their mouth. I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him father I have sinned against heaven and before thee and I am no more worthy to be called thy son or daughter make me so now he's taking a decision now look this is what I'm going to do I'll go to daddy and tell daddy that I've been a fool I don't deserve but Compared to where I am now and going to him to go and beg him, I prefer that one. That's somebody whose mind is working. Repentance mind. Said, I'll go and I'll tell daddy that daddy, please just make me one of your hired servants. Because when I look at my states now, hired servants cry enjoying life. 
head servants are enjoying life. At least they have a TV. Twelve of them, they can be watching. Now me, I don't have TV. I don't have anything. I'm struggling. Even food crowd to eat is a struggle. I, I must I must accept that we are fools. Some of us we must accept that we have been fools. You must accept that you have no you are you are you are somewhere. You must you must accept that money passed to your hand and you didn't use it to the right thing. Good decision. Next verse, verse twenty. And Bible says that and he arose. When you think about it, take the decision. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. So daddy was already waiting for him and had compassion. And Bible said, and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. That's what every genuine daddy would do. Sometimes when you see fathers who, when their sons or daughters come back, they cut them off. You wonder whether they are fathers. Because not every what is a father? Elijah was a father. Elisha was not a father. Elijah entertained Elisha for 20 years. Elijah could not entertain Gehazi for even a few years. So look, it's your nonsense. The moment you say you're gone, that's it. Don't come close to me. Why did you touch my food? Move out. Why did you go and lie in my name? I curse you. Why? I mean, and there are pastors like that. Why, when I was coming, you didn't stand up? You people don't accept me. From today, you are out of my life. Hey! Why did you fornicate? You will not sing again. You know the people are fornicating who have been singing in big churches. That have changed over time. If we were all to be doing delete like that, do you think we'll survive? Why did you go and say something about the church? I hear that you went to say, because of that, leave this church and join another church. Please, we don't do things like that. Show mercy. To the merciful, they would also receive mercy. Hey. Hmm. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, ran, fell on his neck, kissed him. Now look at something. We are getting there. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in thy sight. And no more words. Didn't you call thy son? Please. Verse 22. Verse 22. And the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe. Hey. Bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on Did the daddy know that the son was coming? So how come he had the best robe? He was expecting him. Put on him the best robe. Put him on the ring. Put him on the oh, good and shoes on his feet. Tally, that deed was expecting that look. And that's how God is. He expects all of us to correct many things. When you realize you are off, come back. He's ready to. And that's how we should treat others. 
We don't have to let people feel like they have done so bad. They don't deserve to be here. They cannot come back. Look, this church, a lot of people have left. We must make sure that all of them come back. What do you think about that? Yes, some of them have really done wrong and all that, but we must welcome them back. When they come back, we shouldn't let them feel bad and sit at the back. We should put on them new robes, new shoes, new rings, which all has meanings. Tomorrow, second service, doing the, what, what food is that? The wache, I'll add that flavor. Tonight we are enjoying fried rice. Tomorrow morning we are enjoying jollof. And then in the morning later we will enjoy some wache. What do you think about that? If I were you, I just take a little of small, small, small and then. <laughs> Look at the next verse. We are closing. Bible says that, and bring hither the fatted calf. Hey, Pastor Richard. And kill it. And let us eat. Not let him eat. Let us eat. So he's telling us that, look, the prodigal son, if only he would come back, daddy wants to even eat with him. Because I'm sure before he left, he had taken a decision, look, I'll eat out in my room. Some of you like eating in your room. You like separating yourself. Even when we come forget together, we are all flowing. You want to just be alone. But daddy doesn't like that. Daddy wants us to relate. Daddy wants us to fellowship. Daddy wants to have you so that we talk. So that we eat and be merry. Daddy wants us to be happy. Don't be somebody who is always sad. Down. Look at the next verse. This is very important. For this my son was dead. So a prodigal son is someone who is dead. That means that he's cut off. Could it be that some of us are cut off? And he says, not only that, dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be married. Hallelujah. Now that takes us to the third type of son, which is the elder son. Look at the next verse. The Bible says that now his elder son was in the field. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Ah, you don't know? Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted cow, because he had received him safe and sound. He was angry. So an elder son is somebody who is a son who has a portion in the house but does not have the heart of the father. So an elder son type of person is somebody who is in the house who flows but does not have the heart of the father. Can you imagine if the father was dead when the son came, the younger son came and met the elder son. What will he do? What to do? He said he was angry. What what? And look at it. And would not go in. No. If this guy is there, I'll not come. There are some people when some people in the church don't come to church. Say ah I heard that this person comes for the impact service the Saturday evening. No, I will not be there. If he's in the choir, I don't join the choir. That's an elder son. 
How many know some of them? Some elder sons in the church. If it's a dancing star, I don't join a dancing star. If this person who left the church has come back, then I'm going to Kadesh. <laughs> if it is this pastor they are bringing, then I'm leaving. If they are saying that we should all stay in that room, then I'm going to rent my own room. Hey, Charlie, an elder son is somebody who is not accommodative, somebody who is not forgiving, somebody who thinks that people who have sinned should not come back. That's an elder son. They are born again, all right, but they, they have their own serious rules. He says that, and he will not go in. He will not go into the house. Therefore came his father out and treated him. So daddy had to come and said, son, why? What are you doing? What? So the daddy had to come and talk to him. So you can imagine, daddy was like, ah, this house, uh, my son has come. I'm trying to make you comfortable. You too, you are angry. So daddy had to go and talk to the next time. Hey. Look at it, the next verse. He's coming to show us the reason why he's angry. And he, and he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years, that means that it was not one year, yes, do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. That means that he believed he was righteous, which is true. Indeed that, but do us some so, and yet, Thou never givest me a kid. Whereas you know that when your brother was leaving, daddy said, son, listen, I'm giving this your younger brother what he says you want. This and all the rest is for you. You knew. So why are you saying this? An elder son is somebody who pushes your father to say things he shouldn't say. An elder son is somebody who by your presence you make your father very uncomfortable to begin to say things he shouldn't say. Hmm. And yet thou never givest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Look at the next verse he's saying. Praise. But as soon as this thy son. Another son is someone who divorces his own brother. So this thy son. Hey, why would you say, and my brother? It's like Charlie. He said he's gone. He's gone. You delete. That's another son. Be careful of deleting. You know. Some of you easily delete people. Swat you know you have deleted. You are Christian, alright. It's good. You are actually better than rebellious and stubborn. Better than a prodigal son. But you are also some way. And there are a lot of elder sons in the church. Elder sons, when people mess up in church, they, like, if somebody comes to stand here and is singing, and you know that the person has messed up, you see, people don't clap. People don't, like, we won't receive you. Hey, we are too, I just say, Auntie, Pastor, not quite bonny. 
We said things like, we did not expect that from you. But the question is, that, is he not a man? Can he not be forgiven? Look, those, those who know Catherine Coleman. Catherine Coleman was, is known as, and she, she's in heaven. I'm talking about the family in heaven on earth. She's in heaven now. Catherine Coleman, there was a season in her life that she got close to one, somebody's husband. And fell in love with her husband. What do you do? <laughs> and later fell in love with another. It was just falling, falling. And the thing became an issue, Ama. Now she was no longer accepted. This was somebody that God was using. And after she repented, the Holy Ghost decided to work with her and then told the Holy Ghost told her to go to another state. Not knowing somebody had gone to say in that state that this woman, she has done this here. So when she was invited for a program, it came out clearly that she is somebody who has gone to take somebody's husband. Actually, it's a snatcher of husbands. And so the broadcast was so much that people didn't want to come for the program. But a man stood up. I hear either as a policeman or somebody, he stood up. And then defended her. And that was how, for the first day of the program, people people were able to come around. But that was the beginning of another phase of her life that now God was going to use to make her the Catherine Coleman that we knew. If people had cut her off, we wouldn't have known Catherine Coleman. Through whom Benin came. Through whom today a lot of healing evangelists, including our own father, do you know what can come out of somebody whose life was messed up a little bit, but should we show mercy? Should we be delivered from being an elder son syndrome type of people? Such people can have opportunity to do something else. The clapping is for few people. <laughs> Charlie, we have a big heart too. That's why I said the elder son was in the house but did not have the father's heart. So an elder son is somebody who is in the church but you don't have the father's heart. Our father's heart is for souls. Do you have that heart? You are an elder son. Our, our father's heart is for everybody can do it. You can be a pastor, can be a shepherd, we can plant a church. Do you have that heart? Or you are thinking of I want to do business. I want to do this. you don't have the heart. You are in light house but you are not having the father's heart. These are the other sons who can easily, if daddy is no more, they can change the whole system. That's the elder sons. You can be an elder son shepherd, elder son pastor, elder son even bishop, I think. If you are not careful, you can be around, but your heart is different from the father's heart. You can be an elder son in your family, you don't think like the way daddy or daddy thinks about, you want to do something different. Your father wants to go, you to go to school. Your father wants you to marry this type of person. And you have your own way. You want to do your own thing. Hey, you're an elder son. Or elder daughter. Elder child. And look at that. I'm closing. And Bible says that. And he explained. But as soon as this thy son was come. 
which has devoured thy living. blow on harlots. Harlots are prostitutes. So now he was giving information that daddy didn't know. Other sons do research. Other sons do investigations. Other sons go into people's lives to find out what is wrong about them. How? Why are you doing that? If let's say you are an elder son in this church, as I've come and I'm not too long, you, you can honor me and then tell me a lot of things to break somebody. Or do you know help you grace? Oh, Bishop, you don't know help you grace. Oh, help you grace A, B, C1, D2, E, F3, G4, O, Q3, Z, ZY. Yeah, that's an elder son. Because maybe you are seeing that LP Grace is supposed to be close to me or supposed to, and you are breaking LP Grace. That's an elder son. How many have seen some before? Hey, I have seen elder sons in this church. Yeah? Have you heard of Pastor Richard? We don't believe in that too. This church, we don't believe in that. That you pick somebody and then break the person. The father's heart is not that. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love does not want to make people feel bad. Expose. No, 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 no. But another son would want people to, to feel bad. That this person, this is how he lives. This is a man who spends time with harlots. Said, and thou hast killed for him thy father come. You have made him come. You have made him a pastor. You know what he has done. You know him. Do you know her? And you are making her sing. Do you know her? Do you know him and you have made him a pastor? Do you know him? Hey. Hi, Dino. Fried rice, you know? It's nice. <laughs> it's very hot, eh? And the aroma is nice. <laughs> a lot of chili. <laughs> Look at the last verse, verse 31. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. So I was like, Charlie, why are you comparing yourself with this person? You, you have your position, you have what, look, all that I have is yours. This is your brother, I was just trying to make him happy. That means that don't compare yourself. Elder sons compare themselves with other people. And they that compare themselves with themselves are not wise. Second Corinthians 10, 12. You are not wise. You are fully. And that takes us to the best child. And I'm done. The best child is the beloved son. The beloved son. The beloved son. I see all of us becoming beloved sons. Beloved daughters. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 3 verse 21. Oh my God. Ah. Bible says that now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that 
Jesus. If you know Jesus, Jesus is the Son of God. How can the Son of God also come and then form a queue? But he was in the queue. I'm sure he came to make like 23 people already there. And Jesus also joined. Bible said that, and it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was open. If you read other environments of scriptures, you begin to see that John the Baptist was a type of prophet, a radical. He can, he can lift up his words like, you vipers. That's how he was. He was a very crazy prophet. It's not these modern prophets that are cool. It was a very sharp, vipers, adulteress, repent. Even the way he used to dress, you could see that he was a crazy prophet. That's why he chose to go to a very far place to go and do his ministry. He didn't like some of these. <laughs> he wanted wilderness type of ministry. If you love me, come. So you can imagine such a type of person sorting out people. Why? And there are men of God like that. Even when he's, he's healing you, he'll boot you. Receive your healing. Have you heard of that before? Like who? Like who? You don't know something like who? Huh? Like who? He puts everywhere in the form. You know the man of God that raised 23 people from the dead? What's his name? Huh? The name starts with S. Yes. Smith Wigglesworth. A very crazy man of God. He can even slap you and receive your healing. Receive your healing. <laughs> No, one day it is, it's, it's, it's history. One day it was said that somebody was brought from the hospital. Somebody was in bed, bedridden. And then the doctors and everybody were there. And they are believing God that this person will be healed. I said, What's wrong? When he comes, What's wrong with him? Let him stand. And then kicked the guy. And then the guy, somebody was in bed, fell. And they immediately called the police. So they caught the police. By the time the police got there, the guy was up. And it is by that he raised 23 people from the dead. Your dead body, he can kick you. Sometimes, look, lash you. And that was how that type of John the Baptist so said, if you don't form the queue, move out. You just move out. And there may not go like that. Very crazy. They don't accept nonsense. It's, so Jesus had to, like, I'm trying to describe the Son of God had to humble himself. A beloved son is somebody who in the midst of all things that look some way, you are willing to flow. You are willing to flow. It's like, hey, 
But you still flow without memories, without questions. That is a beloved son because that's what it was said of. Bible says that, and as Jesus was in this queue and had got to a point where he's been baptized and he was praying because he was talking to God, the beloved son prays to God. And as he was praying, Bible said the heaven was open. Look at the next verse. Ah, and the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him, and a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son in in thee I am well pleased a beloved son is somebody that brings pleasure to your father so if you have a biological father you must want to bring pleasure to your father do things that your dad likes Fight me! I don't have a physical dad, so I I don't know how I can. But I wish I had. I wish I had my mom around. I don't have a physical mom, so I'm just flowing, (laughs) easy. But I have spiritual dad. I just have to so do this. I'm look as I'm here. It's directives that I'm following. Directives. Train pastors. Get them to join the flow. The structures they come, I just do. I could have easily been doing my own things. I am the cathedral now. I am doing. You are, you are sick. You are cathedral now. So what? Look, do what your father wants. Do what brings pleasure to your father. Try hard. It's a fight. Even if your father says, "Don't marry this person," try not to. Otherwise, you will hurt your dad. And that's where the people, a lot of people, feel. Daddy, I'll be listening to you, but when it comes to this, allow me. If your dad said, like our father, the prophet said that his dad told him, I want you to be a doctor. He didn't. He said, look, I wanted to be a veterinary officer. I said, dad said, do become a doctor. So he chose to do what his dad wanted. What about you? Your dad says, I want you to do this. You are fighting him. Dad, he's not current too. I want to do computer engineering. He said I should do what? Do what your dad wants you to do. That's a beloved son. Jesus had not done miracles here. Jesus had not done anything. But the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. May the Lord help all of us so that we remain as beloved children and not any of those very unfortunate um, types of children in Jesus mighty name and God's people say Amen rise to your feet and give a clap to the Lord your clapping is powerful let us pray Heavenly Father thank you so much for this word that has come to us we pray that you forgive us wherever we have faulted against fathers and mothers in our lives a father is someone who brings us forth a father a mother is someone who has helped us to become what we are we pray that may we in the first place begin to identify the fathers in our lives acknowledge them as such honor them lord give them the due 
Deliver us from being stubborn and rebellious children. Deliver us from being wasteful children. Deliver us from being like the elder son. Help us all to become like the beloved son. Who is humble, who flows, who does things that brings pleasure to our fathers. We pray that we will begin to think about what we heard today and correct what must be corrected. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people say, Amen. Please take your seat. It's been a I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273-240-449-0540-774941. Stay blessed.